Welcome back to the first episode of 2021 of Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala, and today I have a co-host for the first time, the very first guest I ever had on the show, Mr. Alec Tincher. What's up, buddy? Dude, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Of course. Oh, gosh, I'm so excited to to get started. We have a lot of um, little audio clips and messages from uh, one of their, from many of the guests that we've had uh, in 2020 from our first season, as we're now calling it. So this is the first episode of season two uh, for Ooh. 2021, and I'm very excited. Uh, so as I said, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different to kick off the new year a reflection or like a year in review type of thing for 2020 in the hot mess garbage fire that it was. Uh, <laughs> Accurate. But, but let's focus on the positive. I learned that from from one of our past guests, uh, TJ, who, um, you know, he and I are both very big on like manifesting and things like that and, and, and sort of positivity, law of attraction, all that stuff. And um, he actually suggested, or it's not suggested, but, you know, just sort of brought up the the possibility of maybe changing the name of the show to something a little bit more positive. Um, oh, wow. Because uh, Actors with Issues is sort of, you know, you're sort of attracting that energy, like, oh, we've all got problems. Um, which is true to an extent. Which we do, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, don't we all? Um, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I, I after a lot of thinking and, and and sort of asking one of my mentors and whatnot and a few other people, um, decided to stick with the name we have because it's like a little brand we've built. Um, but you know, just generally going forward for the future episodes to focus more on the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're gonna do today. Sweet, let's do uh, it. So along with uh, Alec and I's chat, uh, we're going to have some messages from past guests, including. Raul Banasia, Claire Lyon, Chris Brennan, Molly Gaze, Dennis Uwe, uh, Christopher Aguilar, and many more who sent over their responses uh, to two questions, one of which is, what is the biggest lesson that you learned in 2020, and how are you going to bring it over to 2021 and keep it active, and also some quick advice that they would give to any new and up-and-coming actors. Mm. Um so before we dive in, and we'll answer the questions first and, and share our thoughts, um, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you, to all of our wonderful listeners for your support in the uh, first season of our show in 2020. Uh, since our launch in May, just crazy that we've been doing the show for more than six months already. Wow, time flies. Uh, yeah. Uh, doesn't feel like we just recorded that like not too long ago, but like it also feels ago? like an eternity ago. Yeah, yeah. So this weird. whole year has just been so quick, but like so long, it seems. Yeah, it's like the time loop in Doctor Strange. It's just like endless. Oh, but <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. Uh, so since our launch in May, we have released 31 episodes. We have amassed over 2,300 listens. And we've been listened to in 37 countries. What? (laughs) Dude, it is crazy. I remember, uh, I think I sent you a screenshot or we might have been in New York together at the time Mm. when we just hit a thousand. I was like freaking out. And now it's over double that. That is crazy. Congratulations. 37 countries. Thank you to our international guests who, who, who shared with their friends and family 
abroad and um like claire is in australia and raul is based in 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 toronto i believe in in canada and you know dennis is from um it's from the uk and as is um alexander who um was one of our past guests he was in book of mormon um and a ton of other sort of tv shows and whatnot um but yeah so let's start with the first question so alec what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned in 2020 and how are you gonna try and keep it alive in 2021 wow the biggest lesson of 2020 there you know not just me but i feel like there are so many lessons to be learned in 2020 because Mm -hmm. um you know, everybody's lives um, were kind of just thrown up in the air. You know, you've got all these people in a city and there's, you know, a mass exodus in a city. Um, Me being a part of that mass exodus, you know, I left New York. Um, But I think the biggest thing that I learned is the things in life that look like uh, a setback may actually be the things that are pushing you towards your destiny. Um, you know, when I left New York, I didn't know what my next step was. And I was very disheartened about where I was going because I had been in this place prior to COVID coming back to New York. And it just felt like a place of despair and like no growth. Um, but now after however many months later, you know, I'm with a different agent now who has helped me get work, which is great. Um, and I feel like the work that I have gotten, I may have not necessarily gotten if I was in New York because of travel restrictions, um, mandatory quarantines, et cetera. So looking back at it now, you've, I feel like you just have to look at these things that happened to you. Maybe you were scheduled to get your equity card through a gig and you didn't because it was canceled, but there may be something better because this didn't happen. Um, you just got to look on the bright side of things, I feel. Yeah. And, you know, guys, I understand it's so much easier said than done. Like when someone says, just be positive. It's hard, especially with everything that's going on. Some of us have lost loved ones and my own grandparents, you know, my grandmother only just got back from the hospital after being in there for weeks with COVID and my grandfather's still there. And I just got tested again because I thought I had it. I was starting to freak out. I was having some some breathing troubles and and I was like, no, idiot, it's just your asthma. It's fine. Um, but you know, it's, um, super important to definitely just try to find those little nuggets of positivity. And, um, and you know, guys, it's, it's, I've talked about this before, how, when you listen to celebrity interviews or like, you know, you watch, was it a bunch of celebrities saying, imagine, yeah. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, great. All of the people in their ivory towers are saying like, guys, let's all just hold hands and, you know, but during this time, we were all literally on the same boat. Yeah. We were all unemployed. It's not like, guys, we're all struggling together. It's like, no, we literally all were. We were, none of us were working. None of us were physically able to pursue our passions. Which is the worst feeling imaginable. <sighs> um, not being able to do what you want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. And uh, there's this quote from Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote, uh, I've definitely talked about this before. I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's just something that sticks with me a lot. Um, But Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. And from her book, Big Magic, she, there's a quote and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, um, but she says, 
there is no shame in having a job there. What is shameful is holding your creativity hostage to pay for your entire existence. Wow. And she goes on to say like, um, that's why when people say like, when, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write this screenplay and I'm going to sell it and it's going to, you know, pay, you know, it's going to, I'm going to quit my job and, and, and write this screenplay. And it's going to, you know, it's like, you're putting all of that pressure on your art and on your creativity. And it's only going to make your brain like implode because you're holding it hostage. And it's such a interesting visual yeah no it's like uh it's like those the the cartoons the newspaper it's like the word creativity is cowering in the corner uh but it's it's so true to to it's such a bad thing to to do that to your creativity and to make it like she said to pay make it pay for your entire existence so it's like yeah, yeah still do those things still strive toward those goals but don't do it to the point where it feels like you're holding it hostage. And if it doesn't happen, if it does, if the payoff you're expecting doesn't happen, you're crushed. You are devastated. Yeah. You made me think of a post I saw on Instagram the other day and Mm. it said, your worth is not based on the work you didn't book or Mm. didn't get to do in 2020. And that hit me hard because I was like, man, how many people are feeling this way? Yeah. Um, but that definitely made me think of that for sure. Yeah, I, I think I just saw that post today. Oh, it might have been on Facebook because you know people it, all these things cross post. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that definitely got me thinking as well because I'm very fortunate. Um, as I shared on my own Instagram, I'm going to be working on a show shortly after the the new year, uh, and Alec booked a great. I'm not going to say where because you know NDAs and whatnot, but booked a great role on a show uh, right before the new year. Uh, and you know, you just feel like this overwhelming sense of gratitude as if you don't already feel all of this gratitude when you book something and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky. I not to say beat out, but you know, beat out all of these other people who, uh, not only submitted the thousands of actors that submit, Mm -hmm. but also the, the dozens that end up taping as well. And you're like, wow. And I made it out on top. But during this time, you're like, opportunities are slim and you just learn to feel, even more gratitude like my goal and as i said i'm very big on like visualization manifesting um it's worked out for me tremendously over the past two to three years which is why i believe in it so firmly but one of my goals for this year was to book one more co-star and i managed to to do it right before (laughs) the new year and it's just like you know just keeping that trying to keep that energy and 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 trying to stay positive Mm -hmm. um as hard as it can be. And, you know, especially as especially hard when the last two episodes of blind spot that I did finally aired because we filmed that November of 2019, like October, November, 2019, they didn't release until like July of this year. Yeah. It's just like all of these memories flooding back. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could have stood there in times square while we were filming the series finale and been like, six months from now, this is not good. This is going to be deserted. Mm-hmm. And like, just, you know, all, all of these like thoughts came in. Like, I wish that I appreciated my time a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And as grateful yeah. as I was to be on that show, the show was very good to me, but you know, just even more so just like, you're not going to be even auditioning for months at a time because yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know, not even gonna be able to work as an extra because nothing's gonna be going on because everything was just brought to a grinding halt, you know? Yeah, and something that you just said really, um, it made me think of, I was talking to one of my, my co-stars on set mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago when we were just talking about work and he said, you know what? I just treat every day as if it's my last day on set. Mm. I was like, wow. He's like, because you know what? One day that might be my last day on set. Or what if um, the pandemic skyrockets again and we're out of work for another six months? And fortunately, I had a few days of work left. And with those few days of work, I kind of put myself into that headspace of treat this as your last day of work. And it definitely made it more memorable. I remember just soaking up the moments and being with those people um, that I had made um, friends and relationships with. And um, if that's a piece of advice I could give to an actor in 2021 or just in general, um, soak up the moments, you know, treat it as your last day on set. Um, Really just absorb it because you don't Mm -hmm. know next time you're going to get that opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we say that, of course, the the gratitude and and the the gratefulness not like oh my god it's my last day you know it's like no it's like oh my gosh like look at all this that we accomplished because if you're on a set you've accomplished so much already because even if it's for a short film that you've got like a two-man crew and it's you and your roommate it's something you're still creating in a time when so many people don't have that opportunity you know and it's so important to really just like you said, take in those moments and and try and be as like, and you know, <laughs> I'm trying to sound cheesy, saying like you know, just like be positive and screw negativity. Oh, it's like pour me some wine with that, you know. <laughs> Give me a rosé, <laughs> uh, you know. But it's just um, in hindsight, it's just really important to to remember. Um, to remember all of that. I'm, I'm reminding. I recently watched the finale of The Office again for the 20th time uh and uh you know there's a quote from andy on the show ed helms character and he says like i wish you know i wish you knew that it was the good times before you left them or something like that it was such a sweet uh and tender moment uh on the show that i missed dearly it's leaving netflix unfortunately what yeah oh my god i just blew alex's mind wait this is like the third or fourth time they've said that though but is it for real like it's it's officially leaving it on tomorrow the 31st and it's going to peacock alex like i'm gonna binge the whole series in one day (laughs) i have to download peacock now right (laughs) free trial of peacock um podcast is not sponsored by peacock just it is not (laughs) i had audition recently for a peacock show (laughs) won't tell you which one didn't sign an NDA, but I won't say which one. Uh, alrighty, so now that we've babbled, and we'll we'll get to the second question uh, a little bit later, but um, let's go into some of the responses we got. Uh, so we'll start with Johnny Wu, who said, uh, firstly, he, his email said, hey, Juan, was a lot of fun being on your show. I just booked the biggest job so far in my career, but of course can't talk about it yet. <laughs> Uh, but his response to what the uh, his the biggest lesson he learned in this year was um, work obsessively on that which you can control and worry mm. not about that which you cannot. Mm. So true. And I hope that every actor takes that into consideration. And, and this comes to mind, especially when thinking about auditions. Mm. 
the one thing you have that is in your control is the quality of your audition. You have zero say in the casting process. You have zero say in whether you get the audition or not, or whether you book the job. So it's like, go in, do the audition or not. We don't go in to do auditions anymore. We turn around our ring lights and, you know, <laughs> put up our backdrops. <laughs> you just, you just look over at your ring lights. Always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, mine's on in the distance over there it's very small though um but um you know just especially now that we are in control of the lighting and of our reader and the camera angle and all that when you walk into the audition room back in the day back in the day you know they've got the tripod the blue background the intern or the casting associate or assistant is your reader or whoever they hired to be their reader um and, you know, the only thing that was in your control was your own performance. But now we're in a little bit more control because it's in our own environment. We don't have to cross into Manhattan and, and you know, worry about subway delays and show mm-hmm. up to the audition room all sweaty because you <laughs> hustled up the <laughs> stairs. Um, but now it's, you know, a little bit more is in your control. So now it's just, you know, worry about that, mm-hmm. perfect that stuff that's in your control and once you send out the tape, once you submit it on EchoCast or whatever it is, or you send it to your manager, your agent first, whatever that process is for you, um, it's out of your hands at that point. And just, you know, on to the next. If you're fortunate, you've got multiple auditions a week and you're just, all right, time to move on to the next one. Uh, and, you know, just do that. So Johnny, a thousand percent agree. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, Johnny. All right, and our next clip is from Chris Brennan. The biggest lesson that I learned in 2020 is that what is meant to be yours will come to you. So even if it seems that something doesn't pan out, all that could mean is that there's just something better for you waiting just around the corner. Some actor's life advice slash career advice that I would give to an up-and-coming actor would be to not lose sight of the fact that you should still always bring a little bit of you to everything it is that you do, any role. Love that. So good. So good. Wow. Thanks, Chris. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, God, I love that second, the the second thing he said. you know, bring a bit of yourself into everything that you do because, uh, you know, on like the the acting subreddit and, and some different sort of places like that and forums where lots of young actors will post mm-hmm. some questions that, you know, make me twitch a little bit. They're like, how do you get into character? And I'm like, you know, the reporter that I'm playing, that's like one line, like there isn't a character to get into, just say and sound like a reporter. If you were a reporter, how would you sound? You would put on a little bit more of a reporter voice and that sort of, you know, uh, and it's just like, but you're still bringing so much of yourself to that role because you got nothing else to work with. Yeah. <laughs> You've only yeah. got that line or two in the brief character description that just says they're a reporter wearing a mask or something you know yeah it reminds me of um in in my studio in new york after we would do a scene and we'd be getting notes uh like a classmate would say well my character in my teach would be wait a second who is this you that you're speaking of you are that person Mm. There's there's no third person you are that person um 
I think that just really reflects well about what Chris said for sure. Yeah, that's uh, I forget who it was, but it might have been one of the many podcasts that I listened to uh, about you know acting and whatnot. But they said like, don't refer to it as like your. It's like, oh well, my character, my character. It's like, no, I speak as the character. Yeah. You know, if you ever ask questions, or if I ask you a question, like, what's the motivation? Oh, my character's motivation is what. It's like, no, my motivation is X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and I feel like it's a fine line of separation mm-hmm. of being the character and just not being present with within the character at all. Um, so I think it's just really important to use those pronouns, you know, I and my, instead of, you know, he, she, they, them. Right. Alrighty. So our next clip is from, okay. So our next response is actually from Dennis. Uh, we, who you guys may remember was one of my many co-stars on Blindspot. And uh, it was actually his first network TV co-star. And it's so funny that, you know, we, are in our little cast area uh, when we're not rehearsing the scene. And I was like, Dennis, do I, I know you from like, you know, where we knew each other initially from like the actor's green room. So this online community. So I was like, you're from actor's green room. Right. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I know you. He's like, I know your face. Like I've seen you in that group before. Um, so it was really cool to share that sort of experience with him. It Small was only world. my third episode um, on the show. And um, yeah, that was such a blast working with him. Uh, so he said that the biggest lesson uh, that he learned in 2020 was practice patience, stay positive, focus on continuous improvement. And then the uh, advice he would give to an upcoming actor is brilliant. Stay positive, work on your craft, don't be a dick. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Last one's especially important. Don't be a dick, guys. That's a good bumper sticker to get made. (laughs) Stay positive, work on your craft. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Don't be a dick. Okay. So this response is from Claire Lyon. And she said, the answer to the first response, keep it fluid. Things can and will change last minute even more now than ever before. Be prepared, but be prepared to change your schedule, repertoire, flights, everything. Ha ha. <clears throat> I find remaining fluid, you can make it easy to wrap your head around this now ever, changing the world. And her response for the second question is, showing up, knowing your stuff, be kind, and be on time. Know that it's often not about talent, but timing too. Wow. Thanks, Claire. That second one reminds me of in Gypsy, in the musical Gypsy, toward the end of the show, Mama Rose, who's like mm-hmm. the world's biggest stage mom ever, or momager for her daughters, she said, she was talking about like why she didn't make it and why she wasn't a star. She said, because I was born too soon and started too late. Like she was born in the wrong era. Such a great, such a great moment in that show. I feel um, like that compliments Chris's response too, when he mm-hmm. said, what is for you will be for you. Yeah. Um, I think that really complements what Claire said, you know, but it's about timing too, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, just basic things like, and what she said is so true. And it's something that we kind of forget to like back to basics when we're talking about advice, it's not just like things like, you know, 
stay positive or, um, you know, some of these other things. But she says, you know, show up knowing your stuff, be kind and be on time. Like just to be a good person. She's on the episode I did with her. She was actually the last episode we released for 2020. She was like the last interview, the last full interview. Wow. Um, but we had talked about, um, you know, like nobody likes a diva. Go in, be a good, be an enjoyable person to work with, especially in in her case, she was on tour for months at a time. And it's like, you're these people, you're going to be in the ho- sharing hotel rooms with these people for months. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to just be a decent human being. <laughs> like yeah. Dennis said, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I, and I also like what she said about, you know, keeping it fluid and, and be ready to adapt, especially right now with the industry changing so much. Um, like I was telling Alec before we started, uh, recording, they changed the, the entire scene that I am in for, for my most recent booking. Um, and you know, it's just, okay, let's switch it up, especially on, on TV sets. Those, they'll, they'll give you new pages on the day. It's like, hey, we had to change this because we didn't get the crane for this shot. So they moved that shot to Monday. So now we're doing the big scene from Monday. We're doing it today. And you're like, what? Yeah. I thought I had a weekend to emotionally prepare for that big scene. And now I got to do it in 20 minutes. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's just all, ever-changing landscape as if it wasn't already. Now mm-hmm. it is even more so. Like, clearly. Yeah. Or um, that just made me think of um, Little Women with Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm. There's a scene and the actress's name is leaving me for the life of me. Um, but there's a scene towards like three quarters of the way through and one of the characters, the sisters has a monologue. And she said in the interview, I was watching that at the very last second, um, the director gave her all like a whole different monologue and she'd learned it on the fly. And Mm -hmm. it became like one of the most powerful monologues in that movie. Um, it's the scene where she's talking about how she can't make her own money because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like just be able to learn that much that quickly and deliver it um, as the director wants and have it like skyrocket to this pivotal scene. Like that's, you got to have the chops to do that, you know, yeah. be fluid, be flexible. All righty. So this next message is from Raul Benesia, who uh, was also on Blind Spot with me. I met him on set of, um, Spoiler alert, I think he dies at the end of that episode. <laughs> oh no, rip. Uh, but he was one of the bad guys. So, you know, we were toward the end of this, the, the entire series. So, you know, got to get rid of the bad guys one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also been on shows like um, Titans, the live action Titans series. He's also one of the bad guys, one <gasps> of the corporate suited up bad guys. Whoa. Uh, was also on the Netflix show Grand Army. You know, you look at his IMDb page, what hasn't he done? He's done so, so much and has such a great insight of a, of a career spanning over a couple of decades. And, you know, really, really cool insight in his episode. Um, but this is what Raul shared with us. Hello to everyone listening to the Actors with Issues podcast. Thank you again for having me on as a guest in 2020. I think the most important lesson I've learned this year, and it would be the advice I'd share with any of my fellow actors at any stage in their careers or in their lives, is that, hey, it's a pandemic. We're in the middle of one of the most uh, challenging periods uh, for us in this generation, and it's had a huge effect on our industry. Therefore, we have to be careful in our 
goal-driven society and in um, our own aspirations that we're not too hard on ourselves because a lot of what we, um, the opportunities we would normally go after are not there. They're not even legally allowed to operate. So I just want to encourage you to uh, take a deep breath, be thankful for the things you do have. Hopefully you have your health. Uh, hopefully people in your close circle are still uh, okay and um, realize that uh, what we're going through right now will shape us a lot as artists and people. And um, that's going to be something that at least we'll be able to use uh, despite the very difficult time we're going through. So good luck in 2021, and I'll see you there. I love his response. That was so good. Like... First of all, Raul has such a great voice. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, man, if like I could do one of those sleep meditations, <laughs> um, you're mine. <laughs> Isn't it you funny say, that he plays villains yeah, so much? <laughs> he has such a soothing voice. I think villains always have the coolest voices. Um, but yeah, you know, just like you said, and we all know we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Just mm-hmm. give yourself a break. Allow yourself to sit and do nothing and binge something and binge a TV show, watch something you've always wanted to watch, but you never had the time because you overworked yourself. God knows how horribly I was burning myself out. Alec knows. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, my a part-time job to me at the time was just like fully exhausting and early mornings at the gym and, you know, focusing on working out because you got to look camera ready at all times and all this other nonsense, you know, <laughs> nonsense they put into your brain. Um, and then just like, you know, I, I was so stressed out and burnt out that I didn't have any time or energy to even start this podcast. How long have we been talking about this show? I feel like you're, you're the first person I told. It was, yeah, I could definitely remember. It was you over talk- a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago, probably or more. And, you know, it didn't start until I finally had a friggin' second to, mm-hmm. to just sit and, and focus on, on a little side project. And it's very grateful that it's grown into what it has. And I'm very excited for what, you know, is in store for 2021 and that I've sort of made it into this thing that I can just dedicate like two hours a week to do like one hour interview and then edit it and then put it up. Yeah. Just post about it on social like once or twice a week. You know, it's it, it's not something that I wanted to like make into something stressful. Mm. You know, it's definitely a, a passion of mine wanting to just sit and chat with people and, and have them share their stories and share their advice. Um, I wish I podcasts like, were a thing when I was younger. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, you know, looking back at it now in the way you just described it, I see it as an extension mm. of your art and, um, of your craft, really. Um, You know, I think there's so many people during this time that have developed new skills, you know, Mm. what can I do if I can't act? Well, like I have friends, they're now personal trainers, and they, you know, spent their unemployment to get their license, or they're a massage therapist now. Mm. And, you know, I think the creative spirit that lives in each and every one of us can really bubble out into other Mm. outlets like this podcast or an instrument or, you know, something else. Um, I don't think we're limited to just acting. It's, um, it's a way of life, you know, and I think it really just shows in, in other forms and 
in everyday life. So something else that, that Raul mentioned was, you know, we're, we used to stress ourselves out constantly over, you know, not getting opportunity when there was so much to be had. And while it has remained and remains ultra competitive still now, um, you know, like you said, some people acquired new skills. Some people decided, you know what, I'm going to take all that employment and finally get into an acting class and get new headshots and start yeah. pursuing my acting career um, that they'd put on the back burner for so long. But, you know, yeah. for so long and still the opportunity is still, it's, we're still not at a at hundred percent, you know, it, we're, uh, especially with theater, there's just no, none of it's happening right now. So all of our dancers and uh, singers and musicians and triple threats, they're out of work because those auditions are usually crammed with 50 dancers in a room learning a combination. I don't even know what that's going to look like in the future. It's no scary to think about. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just uh, keeping in mind that opportunity is slim and if we're fortunate enough to be able to audition for those opportunities to remember to be grateful um, for that, because we're very fortunate uh, compared to many others who are not represented and don't have access to those opportunities. Um, and yeah, you know, like with <laughs> pilot seasons coming up, is it, I don't even know, like what's pilot season going to look like this year. So many of the pilots that were shooting in March of 2020, uh, never finished. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the networks, uh, or even if they did finish, it's like, okay, you usually get announced that you're going to get picked up by like May. And then you start shooting by August for the fall episodes to start. But now it's like, uh, you know, I think the CW announced like they weren't releasing any of their new shows until the spring of 2021. Oh, wow like they've been in production for a while and it's it's gonna look different guys tv's gonna look really different if covid isn't part of the storyline it's uh gonna be very scaled down storytelling oh we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. get back to storytelling oh yeah which i'm excited for so much to think about <laughs> you had a thought and you lost it i saw it happen no no it's just it's a lot to you know because even we're hardest we're hard on ourselves too i'm we still are just because you know we're having this conversation doesn't mean i'm not gonna be hard on myself tomorrow (laughs) no like you know how people joke about after they do a theater show they're like oh i have uh post-show depression or Mm -hmm. whatever i i had that the other day like i i was down in the dumps and like i caught myself and i was like you just did a show during a pandemic and you're feeling this way (laughs) get out of your head right now um but yeah i I think our brains are just kind of hardwired sometimes like we are our own worst critics and we're also really good at being really hard on ourselves um it's just um it's autonomic you know we don't Mm -hmm. think about it like oh can i be hard on myself we just do it um but, you know, and part of me wants to say it's okay to be hard on yourself sometimes, um, given the circumstance, but also don't be so hard on yourself. Let's take a quick little break. Um, just go grab some water and then we'll be back. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So our next message is from Rebecca Knowles, uh, who you guys remember worked on the Netflix series Never Have I Ever. So here is what she had to share. Hi, I'm Rebecca Knowles, and the biggest lesson I learned in 2020 is probably remember what matters. This has definitely been a challenging year full of a lot of ups and downs, heavy emphasis on the downs. Uh, and I think that that coming back to what's most important to me, what matters most, whether it's the projects that that make a difference and, and speak to, to people in a really special way that the, the way that art can comfort people or in, in my personal life, you know, prioritizing family and friends and connection in any way possible. And I'll, I'll definitely keep that lesson active in 2021 by um, setting aside time to check in with myself and to make sure that everything that I'm focusing on is, is kind of in service of, of that lesson. What is some actor's life advice I'd give to an up-and-coming actor? I would say as you're getting to know yourself as a person and as an actor, learning what feels in alignment with you and what doesn't feel in alignment with you is really important and something that I'm still learning. I think that saying yes can be really valuable, but saying no can be just as powerful in a different way. And and of course, if you love it, keep going. No matter what, keep going. Wow, Rebecca. No one said that this job was going to be easy. That's the thing I, I've learned. Uh, you got to tell a lot of these kids on, on Reddit who are saying, you know, I want to be an actor. I'm ready. I want to be the next Johnny Depp. And we're like, I don't think Johnny Depp wanted to be the next Johnny Depp when he was starting acting. Be the next you. Right. Why is he so, he's not a good example right now. Like, come on. Like he's, you know, <laughs> but you know, if it, it's, it's not easy and you gotta, you gotta buckle in for the long haul. Um, that's my advice for, for a young actor would be, you know, find your little village of, of, of like-minded artists and supporters. Um, me and Alec met on set of the Punisher working as extras and we're, still best buddies now like three years later <laughs> oh man we lived together for a short time mm-hmm. you know it's like it's we we've worked on you know we've worked on set together we did a, that uh short flag yeah um, wow forgot about that for a second <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know just learning to this is, you know, this isn't an easy industry. None of us are are doing this because it's easy. We're doing it because it's what we're passionate about and what we want to do. We want to create and entertain and tell meaningful stories. Um, but there's a lot of roles you're not gonna exactly, uh, you wish you didn't have to do between getting to the one that really sort of like 
tells a story that makes people laugh or cry or or whatnot you know it's a totem pole you gotta climb the ladder and you gotta hang on to the the rings whenever the ladder starts to tip yeah um it's not for the faint of heart this work Mm. is not for the faint of heart um And something that Rebecca said as well was uh, as as much as you may want to say yes to like every opportunity that comes your way so you can add another credit to your resume, if it's not going to not only further you a little bit, get you closer to which doing that short, you have no idea what's going to happen with that short film. You have no idea who's going to see it. You have no idea who's going to, you know, see your like scene stealing performance. You may have had one scene that was, you had like a small monologue in it or, or whatever. And people are like, oh my God, that person was hilarious. Who was that? You know, it's, or something, you know? Um, but also learning to say no. And if it's not going to bring you further a little bit and it's not going to fulfill you in some way, it's okay to say no. If you read a script, it's okay to pass on it. And it, it's, that's the thing. A lot of, um, I've, I think that and this was with myself too, but a lot of actors like don't feel that you have to take every opportunity that comes your way Mm-mm. just because someone's like, Hey, do you want to do this short? And it's like, if it's not a good script and it's not something that you can put on your reel to further, cause that's the thing you're going to do all of this work for free. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to help you in some way. And, and a lot of people think that's like dirty to mm-hmm. think that way to be like oh like what's in it for me it's like well look i'm doing this for free there's got to be something in it for me all right like you know something if it's not like if you're not going to get high quality footage for your reel you know something yeah then why are you doing it yeah exactly it's horrible Um, it sounds but it's like you know you keep saying these things and all these memories are like being jogged in my head (laughs) um Juan and I have a mutual friend and she was dog sitting for somebody in New York. And the owner texted her one day and was like, Hey, my boyfriend's coming by to, you know, drop something off. Da, 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 da. She's like, okay, great. turns out to be John Hamm. Um, like Madden, John Hamm. <laughs> and she said that they got to talking about acting and he looked at her and was like, don't ever do anything for free. Mm. That was like the one piece of advice he gave her. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like you're saying, you know, even if like, let's say you don't get paid, whatever, but you're, you're getting good footage. Um, listen to your gut. And Rebecca kind of talked about that, too, about being in alignment with mm. you know, things you want in life and what you don't want. Um, there's always that great um, that quote. I can't remember who said it, but it's it's essentially know thyself. Um And a lot of times in life, when I'm making decisions, I kind of pause and kind of ask myself the question. And if I feel peace about it, I know to do it. If not, I know something's up. Mm. Um, So I guess that's another thing. Like if projects come into your lap, sit on it, think about it, feel. We're actors. We feel, you know, feel these things. It's in your lap. Feel it. Literally. Yeah. See what's going. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, if something great comes out of it, like that monologue that gets you the next gig, then great. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then you had an experience working, which will benefit you towards other jobs in the future. Yeah. Um, just something that comes to mind, things that I did for free many times. 
but led to other opportunities and to sort of being known in like this little community they had that I no longer so you know there I don't want to sort of because we've worked with multiple companies like this but there are companies out there that will um, write a script for you mm-hmm. and they will shoot it for you uh, and it's basically like uh, cater uh, perfectly catered to you and your type and your ability so that you can have stuff for a professional reel yeah reels aren't so important to casting directors as much as they are to agents and managers because Mm -hmm. they need to know what they're signing up for when they sign with you for x amount of years or however long your contract is you know so they need to see a little bit more of you you know with casting directors it's more about the reputation of your reps and who's submitting you and if they have any clout and and how good your headshots are because you know they've got thousands of entries to go through they're not going to watch thousands of reels they're going to look at thousands of headshots that's for sure yeah um so if you don't have your headshot ready to go and, and a good one that reads the character that that you're submitting for it's like all right and swipe left gone yep. literally um but you know there's this one company that that does those sort of um that those reels uh and that footage and whatnot and i worked with them multiple times um i had to audition for it that's how they wanted to sort of get the best actor to be the scene partner for their paying client i did maybe five or six of these mm-hmm. um and you know, some of them took an afternoon, like a couple hours. Others were a bit longer because of you know delays or whatnot, um, or just because they really wanted to get the right shot. Um, and after the third one, I no longer had to audition for them. They were just offering them because they knew what I was like. They knew yeah. what I what could bring to the table. And and sure, they may not have gotten a lot of people to audition for that one in particular, or the people that did. They're just like this isn't the standard that we want. What's Juan doing? You know, um, you've established a reputation, a good reputation with a company mm. um, that's gotten you good footage. Yeah. yeah. And my first reel was a clip from my first episode of Blindspot, mm-hmm. which was my least favorite of the four that I've done because just because of, 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 of my performance, this is me being harsh on myself, uh, as we all do. <laughs> and, uh, and it was three clips mm-hmm. from, from the, from those types of, of scenes that we shot with that company um and that's what got me my agent my agent saw that and was like oh these are great let's have a meeting let's chat and then slowly and it's just like your credits on your resume you're not going to have every single credit you've ever done you're not going to have you know tree number four from your from your fifth grade production of the 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 false thanksgiving or whatever (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm dead uh um oh well you know you're editing your stuff constantly as you get a new clip from a new show you did or from a great short or an indie film or whatever a web series you did a commercial you're getting rid of the older stuff because it's it's supposed to be a collection of the quality stuff that you have of of your best work that's been booked it's like cleaning out your closet yeah it's like a purge it's like a little a little purge you're keeping the best and and getting rid of the stuff that doesn't help you anymore Mm -hmm. um any of those there is a place for those things at one point but then it's like you got a little upgrade you know yeah um how did we get here what <laughs> you know what i don't even care we're present we're in the moment this is where the conversation is gone <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about what rebecca said um thank you rebecca for giving us what you gave us so we could get to this point 
<laughs> oh, she she was talking about um, you know, uh, knowing when to say no, and and um, and how that can be very powerful in a different way. And then you mentioned yeah. like don't work for free, and and you know, there's all these different things that that, that led us down this rabbit hole. This is why we just need a separate podcast for for for, for going over this stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, just going back to what Rebecca said, um, I, it is very important to um, to know when to say no, and if it aligns with you. Does this does this speak to who I am? Do I want my name and face and voice and and, and skill attached to to this? Um, and can I bring my best work to this? Can I honor all of that training, all of that money that we invested into this career? Mm. Um, you know, and if it, it's different when it's a short film versus a network TV show, you know, if you get if someone gives you two lines in a short film that's not going to pay you anything versus two lines in a network TV show that's going to get you on someone's radar. Exactly. <laughs> Tips the scales. It's like a seesaw. It is a... Yeah ran up um but yeah do you want to add anything after my tangent i'm so sorry <laughs> no i feel like we just gave a ted talk so um <laughs> but thanks rebecca that was great so our next answer is from christopher aguilar who actually started a lovely little podcast shortly after i interviewed him because i told him all about anchor and he was like oh my god so he he he's done 30 episodes he did like monday through friday uh, wow. They're very, they're brief. They're like 12 minutes and it's oh, just cool. little conversations about like mental health and, and different things like that. Wow. Um, super great. Good for him. That's great. I love that. Check it out. Hey everyone and Juan. I am Christopher Aguilar from episode 27, checking in for this amazing way to kick off Juan's second season so the biggest lesson that I've learned in 2020 has to be the fact that I have to go through the stages of grief instead of covering up my feelings with an addiction. Let me explain. So grieving, I, I lost a job or I, I left a job where I was taking care of teenagers and leaving the job, I immediately resorted to my addictions and to cover up the feelings that I was actually going through. And then I woke up one morning just crying. And I think we all have to feel our feelings sometimes. So to keep that lesson in mind and active in 2021, it's that I will feel my feelings. And every time I confront my addiction as a Band-Aid, I will pray about it. So that was a tip that my friend gave me. So every time I just wanna cover it up with a Band-Aid, my addiction Band-Aid, I will just pray about it. Pray to God, pray about it. So that's what I'm gonna do. And some career actor's life advice I'd like to give to an up and coming actor. I have to say during this time, especially now, get really good at self tapes. 
like proper lighting, sound, and video quality is key to play in the major leagues of acting. But, and this is a huge but, but don't stop doing self-tapes just because you don't have proper lighting or the setup, etc. The act of doing self-tapes regardless is an essential act in the hustle of acting. So keep that in mind. So basically, don't give up. Do the work. Do self-tapes regardless of your setup because the setup can always improve, always improve. And just do it. Just act, right? We, we have our cameras. We have our, our capacities to act. So just do it. Keep doing it and keep creating. And I wish you the best in your life and your career. And thank you, Juan, once again, for all that you do for us actors. I'm so blessed to have been on your show, and I just wish you all the best in your second season. Bye. Chris. Oh, oh Chris. Oh, I love... So I love everyone go listen to Chris's podcast. It's called the Christopher Aguilar show or TCAST for sure. TCAST, the PCAST. Um, <laughs> love that. Uh, but Chris is so open and honest and, and raw oh, about yeah. his addictions and, and, and his mind and shares mm-hmm. so many wonderful interviews. I was fortunate enough to be in an episode about being outed. Um, uh, I forgot which number it was. I, I should have checked that. But it, um, it's a, you know, it was about me being outed and and learning to be your authentic self. Because mm. um, once I was outed, it's like okay, curtains up. I get to just be me. I feel like this weight is off my shoulders. Um, and you know, it's it. He has such a wonderful show, and he talks to a lot of actors, but also talks with like, um, you know, federal, um, you know, um friends of his that are like medical professionals that are personal trainers that talk about the impact of, uh, of exercise and wellness on your, on your mental health and things like that. Um, but gosh, that was such a great clip to, to, to share, um, you know, talking about, um, I mean, the, the technical stuff with the self tape is absolutely true. And, And I love that, that he spoke about that because it's, um, you know, self-tapes are going to be what we're going to be doing for God knows how long, because how do you tell a casting director before you walk into that is from, yeah, I was vaccinated. You know, it's like, I won't get you sick. Like, yeah. Like, just take your word for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's in, in that setting, it's illegal to disclose medical as HIPAA violation, you know, but, it's yeah. All these, um, but yeah, you know, uh, self-tapes are going to be the new normal for the foreseeable future. So definitely get good at, at doing that. And, you know, I've learned to have to get good at that out of to being forced to, because I now have a rep that gets me auditioned. Um, yeah. And most of the breakdowns you see now that at least I say in bold letters and all caps, it says, please have good lighting and good mm-hmm. video and good sound quality. Like they're serious. They're yeah. not, they're not BS in it. Um, yeah. Invest, invest in good stuff. Yeah. So Um. And you know what he said about um, grief. We've all lost something in some sense this past year. And, um, you know, if you're going to put the Band-Aid on it, 
pray about it mm-hmm. to whoever you pray to, to whatever you pray to, whether it's, you know, God or the universe or whatever, just put those words out there, you know, pray for or wish for manifest, visualize healing and, and get, uh, getting an inner peace mm-hmm. and, uh, speaking your goals and your wants and your desires out into the world and see what comes back. I'm very, very big on that. Mm-hmm. And not, uh, I think, I think it was you and I that talked about it, not just saying like, I want this. It's not just, I want to be a successful actor. It's speaking it, confirming it. I will be a successful actor. You know, yeah. I will make my living solely from being an actor. Yeah, I want that. It's like, no, I will say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very firm believer of self-talk and, you know, mm. I am's. I love I am's. I am's are great. Um, but also I, I was just thinking about, you know, thank you, Chris, for being so, so vulnerable in that and talking about um, just letting yourself grieve. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times in life, me like early in my life, especially if I was feeling emotion, just because there's... Um, there tends to be a mask of masculinity on what is truly masculine. Um, Just to let it out. Don't be afraid. If you're feeling grief, let it out. It can make you sick. If you hold in your emotions, Mm. it's going to come out in other ways. You're going to yell at your partner or a loved one, or um, it's going to come out in a different way. Just let it out or it can physically make you sick. Um, Something that, um, my teacher said in my studio in New York, he'd say, give in, Mm. give over, give way. Because in the work, there was something, something deep that wanted to spew forth. And almost every time when he would say, give in, give over, give way, Mm. it would come out, whether it be grief or joy or, you know, anything, it would just come out. And you feel so much better after you cry. I mean, I always mm. do. I don't know about you. Yeah. But... <laughs> like, ooh, that was a good cry. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's um. Gosh, that's still something that that I have to learn with. You know, growing up in uh in a culture that is very that deals a lot with machismo and mm. that sort of toxic masculinity and, and yeah. learning, you know, man up, stop crying. Don't show emotion. Yeah. We don't cry. We're only ever angry. It's the only emotion <laughs> that show. That's the only one that's allowed. Um, but yeah, gosh. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris, for that Thanks, wonderful Chris. message. And everyone go listen to the Christopher Aguilar show. Mm. It's on Anchor. Uh, it's on Apple Podcast. It's everywhere because it's on Anchor. It's everywhere else too because Anchor <laughs> does that for your show. Uh, so thank you once again to our sponsor, Anchor, <laughs> the easiest way to make a podcast. So next up, we have a message from Ken Arpino, who, as some of you guys may remember, was in the uh, comedy pilot Couples Therapy as my on-screen boyfriend slash husband. We're not entirely sure exactly what the situation was, um, but uh, he's a stage and screen actor and also the creator of the hit YouTube web series, The Queen's Project, which to date has amassed over 4 million views on YouTube. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's very funny, very charming, and he's just hilarious in it. 
Uh, and this is what Ken had to share with us. He said that the biggest lesson I learned in 2020 is to stay flexible, to uh, finding the time to adapt and roll with the punches. You develop a deeper appreciation for the work, especially for projects you are developing yourself. And he also said that for actors getting started in all this craziness, Congratulations! Your passion has brought you here, but your work ethic and drive are what will make it a career. Develop your own work. Keep creating. This will help you showcase your talents and give you a deeper appreciation for all the work that goes into getting work from page to stage or screen. Have an excellent new year. <laughs> Thank you, Ken, for your uh, lovely and inspiring words. Um, Ken and some of our other past guests like uh, Michael Patrick Lane and Rebecca Knowles, Molly Gaze, uh, Kazi Toginas, they all are huge advocates and living proof that, you know, creating your own work will lead to other opportunity and can create a second career for you as a producer and a content creator. Um, Freddie Gerlando, who's one of our past guests, is also... Um, very much one of those advocates, uh, you know, uh, Freddie, for example, created a, uh, very successful, um, comedy pilot called adulthood, uh, and they're currently reworking it and, uh, in a post COVID world, or at least in a world where it's a bit easier for, uh, indie creators to create content. He's hoping to bring that back and, uh, produce the first season. Um, with his producing team and um, I believe Ken is also working on season four of the Queens project and a couple other projects have in development and um, yeah Ken thank you so much for your words and uh, next we also have a message from Stacy Raymond uh, who you may know from New Amsterdam and they said that 2020 has reminded me how much slowing down Staying present and focusing on self-care is so vital. We often push, pull, and even bully ourselves throughout the day without taking the proper time to check in and nourish our mental health. There was so much stillness in 2020 forced upon us by the pandemic that required us to be with ourselves without the usual distractions. As uncomfortable as it could get at times, it has reconnected me with myself in many ways. This deeper connection to self is something I will focus on carrying over into 2021 and further expanding on. All the best, Stacy. Truer words have not been spoken because uh, a recurring theme in many of the interviews that we did this year in 2020 was a lot of us realizing how bad we were at self-care. I, I keep bringing it up in different interviews because it's so true and something that I myself experienced. Um, you know, we often overwork ourselves. There's this mindset of uh, actors and artists constantly having to struggle. Uh, and if you're not constantly hustling and grinding, then you're not dedicated you're not like for real about this career path and it really can it can destroy your your motivation as as maybe severe as it sounds it can destroy your soul because 
you know, you started pursuing this career and a lot of people, even before they decided to pursue it as a career, they just acted because it was fun and because they enjoyed it and it was something they liked to do. And for you to then treat it like a job, like it's your, uh, your, your, the sole reason that you're on this earth, it can be very soul crushing. Uh, and I think that 2020 was a very big wake up call for a lot of people, myself included. Hey, it's okay that you've got to take a second for yourself and it's okay that you don't know what to do next because none of us do. A lot of us still don't. I, you know, I have, I've said before, I'm very fortunate to have signed with a great manager during the pandemic. Um, but you know, after this next booking that I'll be shooting in uh, next week, I don't know what's next. It's, it's back to working my shifts at the gym until the next opportunity comes along. And, that's what it's always been like, and it's what it's going to continue to be, so I better get used to it, you know? So, yeah, so so thank you, Stacey, uh, for your words. Um, very insightful and very helpful, and I hope everyone really takes away from that, that, you know, it's okay to just take a second for yourself and to realign yourself and figure out what it is that you need to do for you as a person, and not for you as an actor. And for our last message, we have something from Miss Courtney Gift, who was one of our very first guests when we started the show. Uh, I've known Courtney for a few years now through some actor groups on Facebook, and I was very excited to talk with her because 2019, she was killing it. She was working, I think she worked on uh, like six or seven different network shows, um, and she had an amazing year and I'm really excited for what 2021 has in store for her because she was on a roll. Courtney said that the biggest lesson of 2020, breathe. It's been so important in quarantine to create morning rituals that ground, restore, and nourish me. The physical practices are strong, but in 2021, I want to level up my spiritual practices as well. And before what we asked about some career or actor's life advice, Courtney said, studying the craft is a lifelong pursuit. Be kind to yourselves and enjoy learning about your growing arsenal of tools. Continue to be active listeners with your peers, coaches, cast and crews as you build your network. Happy New Year. What Courtney said is absolutely true. Um, particularly about, you know, studying the craft is a lifelong pursuit. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people tend to think that because you went to college and you did your four-year degree in uh, musical theater in, or drama or whatever it was, that your training is done and that you're done learning and now you just need to work and that's it and you've got nothing new to learn. Um but that's very much not true, you know? You really have to keep your tools sharp and continue learning and growing as an artist. Um, you know, art is ever-changing and this industry is ever-changing as we saw very much so in 2020. And we have to learn to adapt. And I think it's very important. So thank you, Courtney, for, for what you had to share with us. Thank you. Alrighty, so Alec, do you have... Any closing remarks for our listeners or uh, what advice would you give 
to any uh, up and coming young actors. I wish I had a clip pulled up of what you said in the interview. Actually, you know what? Oh. We're gonna do that. We're gonna pull it up. While he's pulling that up, um, just wanted to say thank you for having me. Um, not only for being your first guest, but for your first guest of the new year, you know, I can't wait to see where this podcast goes. I can't wait to see where the year goes um, and all that you do in your career, starting off, you know, with a good booking. Um, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say what I wanted to say, because I feel like it's going to be what I said last time. Yeah. So, so the advice that I would give to an actor is I would ask him a question. I would say, what are you willing to do to get where you want to be? Mm. And the other thing that's always stuck with me is I had a mentor in college and he was telling us in a classroom that he said, there's always someone out there that's working harder than you. He says, I don't care how hard you work. There's always someone out there that's better than you. Mm. That's grinding harder than you and hustling harder than you. And that really sunk in with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really got to <laughs> I really got to like, step up my game and like do things differently. So that's always sat with me um, because it's true. It's true, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think, I feel that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm. I've always felt that way. And I always will feel that way. So put in the work, you know, do what you gotta do, get into class, um, just do it, Nike. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's see what you said uh, all those many months ago. This episode came out May 15th wow. of 2020. It seems like so long ago. We were only like two months into the pandemic, so we weren't, we weren't quite crazy yet. Yeah. Wow, that's tough. I would say... I would say go after it and don't stop. Um, I would say, what are you willing to do to get where you want to be? Are you kidding? <laughs> what Jeez. are the odds? But then you put in like all of this other knowledge that like, you know, like things from your past experience and, and from what you've learned in 2020. Like it's, it's, that's insane. That's crazy. That was crazy. Um, gosh. So how do I follow up with that? So what I would say, mm -hmm. my advice to new actors or to up and coming actors who are just starting buckle in for the long haul because all of your favorite actors even from their first projects or the first one you remember seeing them in they were struggling for so long before that yeah um that's good and and also find your village of support of like-minded artists don't you don't have to do this alone you know, don't, yes, it's competitive, but not everybody's your competition. You know, Alec and I are, he's my best buddy, but we're not the same type. Mm -mm. We're likely not really going to go in for the same type of role, despite how similar we are in many different aspects. Mm -hmm. um, so don't think of everyone as your competition because it's not, it's not. The casting director is going to see your two headshots and be like, nope, not even close. You know, the, it's just, you have to think of, of people as your collaborators. Mm. 
and your your not just your colleagues but like your partners because they're going to be the people that you could end up on a set as a series regular or as a lead in a film franchise or you know it's just you have to really view people as your collaborators and not as your competition otherwise you're going to be alone you're going to be miserable pursuing this going to auditions alone and having no one to cry over the rejections and no one to celebrate with yeah that's the big one is yeah is like you know you book something who are you gonna tell who's gonna be like oh my god finally you got the one that you know you really deserve and you know just find your little village buckle in for the long haul and approach this it's a show it's a business it's show business so approach it with a business mindset it's not all about your talent but it's also not all about the marketing there is a healthy balance between the two we need to start a little companion baby podcast for for actors with issues of just you and me talking about this stuff because we have actors with deeper issues <laughs> actors therapy actors i love actors therapy but it's already a thing sadly uh, yeah lindsay mendez uh oh, has her own little company called actors therapy mm. um but alec thank you for coming back on the show thank as my first co-host having- Thank you for being my first guest all those many, many months ago. And thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. That is very, very helpful. It helps us keep the show going. It helps out our numbers. Numbers help the business side of this. This is also a little business, uh, or at least one that I like to grow to be a little business. And um, so subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's Anchor, google podcast apple podcast spotify um and if you're feeling so generous please give us a little rating write a little review and uh, follow us on instagram at actors with issues you can follow me at juan ayala official and alec where can we follow you now that you're back on instagram <laughs> yeah I, hiatus. I did i took a hiatus for a good five or six months but you can find me. Um, it's just my name, Alec Tincher Official. Um, yeah, you can just find me there. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys. And, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.